0: The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.
1: Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Radio Show, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's show, we get a unique perspective on digestion. Listen close so you can keep your digestive system flowing freely. Plus, later, we'll tell you what's going on around town. But first up, Caroline Vu is a certified health coach and has had training and education from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition based out of New York City. Caroline is passionate about helping motivated individuals make changes to their dietary and lifestyle choices with a focus on digestive wellness because it affects the body from the inside out. And we welcome her to the Mother's Market Radio Show. Caroline, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Why don't you fill our audience in a little bit on your mission and your work before we get to the show's topic?
0: My mission is to educate as many people as possible about digestive wellness. It is a source of 90% of chronic diseases, so what you're feeding into your body is going to be harming it or helping it.
1: Well, today we're talking about how we can improve our overall health through digestion. So let's start by asking you, why is digestion important to good health?
0: Well, 70 to 80% of the immune system resides in the gut. Um, Neurotransmitters are produced in the gut, and they include the feel-good hormones. Um, There's a gut and brain connection, and the the gut is referred to as the second brain. So if you're eating something that isn't helping you, it's going to cause certain symptoms like mood swings and fatigue. And the neurotransmitters are brain chemicals that communicate uh, between the brain and the body. They tell the heart to beat the lungs to breathe, and the body to digest.
1: Well, what role does elimination and detoxing play?
0: Our gas gastrointestinal tract is 30 feet long. Mm. That's about three car lengths, so what we want to do is when we're consuming the foods, we want to take the vitamins the, the minerals, the water, the energy from the food, and eliminate the waste as quickly as possible because toxins will recirculate if not eliminated. Transit time is between 24 to 72 hours, and slow transit time is going to allow fecal matter to stay in the large intestine and promote uh, growth of the bad bacteria.
1: Mm.
0: There's about between two to five pounds of bacteria in the body, so you want to keep a balance between the good and the bad bacteria.
1: It's interesting when you put it that way. This <laughs> spells out a whole new... Uh, image in my mind. (laughs) Uh, What illnesses and diseases are affected by digestion?
0: Well, like I was saying before, 90 percent of chronic disease stems from poor gut functioning. That includes autism, cancer, celiac disease, leaky gut syndrome, candida, eczema, acne, um, redness in the skin, diabetes, Crohn's disease. So there's a whole list of, of diseases.
1: And what are the most common symptoms?
0: The most common symptoms are IBS, um, IBD, so irritable bowel syndrome like gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, acid reflux, uh, leaky gut, distended belly, fatigue, brain fog, migraines, um, and also food intolerances and allergies. And the difference between those two is that an allergy will elicit an immediate response so if you think of mosquito bites or bee stings you're going to see something um, come about immediately also uh, another one is uh, that's common is peanuts where some people are um Definitely allergic to mm-hmm. peanuts. So they'll go into anaphylactic shock and their throat will constrict and they're not able to breathe. With food intolerances, it's not a life-threatening uh, consequence, but it is something that you need to pay attention to your body because your body is saying, hey, there's this gas and bloating and constipation because what you're doing to your body isn't working. And over a long period of time, uh, the, it's, it's an accumulated thing and that will result in disease and sickness. It seems to me uh, the peanut allergies
1: have become uh, a little bit more prevalent uh, these past, or maybe just we've become more aware of these peanut allergies, um, it, more so now than it was before. Uh, I think I skipped a question I, I wanted to bring up. Uh, what are the causes of impaired digestion?
0: Um, it'll start off with, like you said, you know, um, peanut allergies seem to be more prevalent now, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if that's because we're we're paying more attention to right. it, but one of the factors is, um, C-section birthing. Uh, with that, if the baby is not going through the birth canal, the baby isn't getting the good bacteria from the mother's body. Mm-hmm. Um, so the good bacteria that you get from that is going to strengthen your immune system. Same thing with bottle feeding. Uh, if the baby isn't breastfed, you're not getting that good bacteria, um, to, to strengthen the immune system. Um, Another thing that will definitely affect um, digestion is medication. So people who are taking um, medication on a long-term basis, especially like antibiotics or birth control, that's going to kill the good bacteria and give your gut flora an imbalance. Um, another one is um, dehydration. If if you're not properly hydrated, the waste isn't properly moving through your body at at um, it's, it's going to be a slow transit time. So the compacted fecal matter that stays in the body is going to promote the bad bacteria to grow, and that will affect digestion as well. Um, the more common ones uh, are eating habits, like not chewing well enough or eating too fast or overeating. All of those things, if you're not chewing well enough, um, you're not breaking down the foods properly. And when it gets to your stomach, you're taxing your your gut health, and, and and it has to break it down more there. Whereas if you're chewing the foods properly, you're mixing it with the saliva, and saliva is 99.5% water, the rest is amylase. And amylase is the enzyme that breaks down the carbohydrates before it gets to the esophagus and into the stomach. Uh, another factor of impaired digestion is food choices. So. I grew up on the SAD diet, which is the standard American diet of highly processed foods, you know, fried foods, sodium, uh, sugars, and that'll definitely uh, hinder you. Like all the, f- the fried foods, yeah, that's uh, definitely bad for you. And the last one is stress. You know, when you're stressed, your body tenses up. And, uh, you know, again, there's that connection with the gut and the brain. Um, if, if you're feeling nervous or anxious or stressed, most people don't feel like eating because your body's tense. And if you recall like the reference to the gut, you know, having butterflies in your stomach mm-hmm. or having that gut feeling, it's because your body's tense. It's not relaxed enough to absorb the nutrients.
1: Wow, well that's a great way to um, explain that. So um, so how does stress affect overall health?
0: Uh, stress can affect um, mind, your mind. so memory, short-term memory, your focus and concentration. Um, Also, when you're in a stressful situation, what happens is multiple things happen in your body. The pupils dilate, your breathing uh, shortens, um, you're able to run faster and throw farther and jump higher. And that's because stress can be a good thing where that's eliciting the fight or flight response. And in the hunter-gatherer days, we needed that to run from predators and to catch our food. Nowadays, we're not really running from lions and tigers and all that, but (laughs) we have our modern day stresses of sitting in traffic, paying the bills, and whether our phone has run out of battery. (laughs) Um, But regardless, we're we're exposed to chronic stress. And with stress, the chemicals that are secreted in the body are cortisol and adrenaline, uh, which allows your body to do those things like to improve bodily performance. But chronic stress, um, exposure to, to those uh, chemicals chronically are it's going to suppress the immune system and it's going to make you weaker. Um, and what happens is, uh, what results is adrenal fatigue. And adrenal fatigue will also affect the thyroid. So people who have thyroid issues, if you clear up the stress levels in your life, the adrenals will level out and the thyroid will as well
1: i think that's fascinating Mm -hmm. so how um so would your suggestion be to get your thyroid checked out or um what so you're talking about um uh, and then obviously eliminate your stress (laughs) right right
0: to reduce stress uh, Mm -hmm. first thing you can do is just become aware Mm -hmm. um uh, become aware of of First of all, that you're stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, then then start paying attention to your breathing because a lot of times when we're stressed, our, uh, we hold our breath. Mm-hmm. And um, so first thing is, is become aware, pay attention to your breathing, and focus on belly breathing. Because we're born, and as infants, we're breathing through the belly, but as we grow up and we're learning about stress and fear, it's breathing through the chest. So if you stop and you do some belly breathing, that'll also promote digestion. Um, And there's a few other things like it's easier said than done, but leave the circumstance of getting out of a stressful situation. Um, Emotional expression is important too because the organs will hold in like fear and anger and grief. And another one I think is really, really important is to change your perception of it. You know, like, for example, if you are running late to a meeting and you leave something at home and and you're running back, it's like, well, it's, you know, it it is what it is. If you're going to go back, you're going to go back. There's no point in being stressed about it, you know. So to change your perception um, about that is, is, I think, is really important. Our bodies work better in a relaxed state because the blood and lymphatic system are able to move, freely and um so stress is a huge uh, factor in uh, overall health
1: and you mentioned a little something about um the the mind um Forgetting, or you mentioned something in the very beginning about uh, the state of focus. stress. Yeah, focusing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, look at I'm already doing. <laughs> I must be stressed. Um, so, what does that do to our mind? Is that a, th- a thyroid thing, or is that a stress thing? That that
0: affects the brain cells. Mm-hmm. So that's why the focus and concentration is affected with stress.
1: I better get my check. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's great advice too. What would you recommend to someone with impaired digestion?
0: Um, there's um, there's five things that I think are important. Is The first is to assess what's not working for you. Um, and when I explained the difference between an allergy and an intolerance, is that um, a lot of people have intolerances that they're not aware of because they're kind of, they've kind of grown accustomed to these symptoms. But the first thing is to assess what foods might not be serving you. And it could be really common things that you are otherwise healthy. Um, I met a woman who was intolerant to garlic. Um, you know the, the more common ones are like gluten and dairy there's like a 74 percent rate that people are intolerant to gluten dairy is at 54 percent and with mm-hmm. asians and african-americans that's like 90 percent um, so the, the first thing is to assess and that's through you can do it through food journaling or an elimination diet that'll take more time and effort Uh, but you can also take an intolerance test. You can also get muscle tested as well, through kinesiology. Um, The second thing is to um, detoxify, and there's seven ways of elimination uh, or cleansing. Uh, The third thing is to replace. So if you're trying to eat a healthier diet or live a healthier lifestyle, you want to take out what's not serving you and replace it with something else that is. For example, if you're trying to uh, cut out the bad fats, you want to put in the good fats. You don't want to cut out fat completely. Um, The fourth is to accelerate healing. So with somebody who has impaired digestion, you want to supplement with things like enzymes, probiotics, hydrochloric acid, and even superfoods like coconut oil has healing benefits. Uh, Fermented foods are really important because they have both probiotics and enzymes. And so that includes uh, kimchi, sauerkraut, and kombucha is a personal favorite of mine. And the last is to maintain and troubleshoot to prevent any future problems. So you want to incorporate proper food combining. Um, There's certain rules with that, like having fruits away from everything else because it requires a different environment. Uh, For example, fruits can digest quicker than anything else. So if you're combining it with something like meat that takes hours to digest, the fruit is can pass through the body but if it's mixed in with the meat it's just going to putrefy and ferment mm. and that's where the gas and the bloating will result um, also food rotation is good because if you're eating the same foods every day you can create an intolerance that way so yeah food uh proper food combining and rotation is part of like preventing any future problems
1: well that's really very interesting and um we're going to stay with this, but right now we need to take a quick break, but there is more information with Caroline Vu in a moment. So don't go away, we will be right back. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high quality, great tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks and candy. The goal, to provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value.
0: And welcome
1: back to the Mother's Market Radio Show. And we want to remind you that if you missed any portion of today's show, you can find us on iTunes by searching Mother's Market or download the show from our website, mothersmarket.com, and click on the link for radio and listen to past shows. Plus, download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. And now back to our interview with certified health coach Caroline Vu. We're talking about healthy living through digestion. So, please. Caroline, what are the seven forms of elimination?
0: Uh, with elimination, um, there's seven, seven ways the body uh, will detox or eliminate, and it's, there's the blood, the kidneys, the lungs, the liver, the lymphatic system, the colon, and the skin. And with the blood, the blood is made up of 83% water, and so it's important to stay hydrated. You can use things like um, burdock root that purifies the blood and something like cayenne. And But for, for those who have impaired digestion, you might want to stay away from the cayenne because that could irritate the gut lining. Um, you can take digestive enzymes between meals and before bed, and dark green veggies will help with that. Um, the kidneys is, is the other method, um, and with that we... Uh, detoxify through urine so what you're looking for is to have your the color of your urine you should be light yellow so it should kind of look like a, a light beer sorry for that <laughs> reference <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh, again adequate fluids um, and a good guideline is if you drink half your body weight in ounces so if a person is a hundred pounds you should shoot for 50 ounces of water and you know that's very individually based, uh, whether you're physically active, whether you're consuming raw fruits and vegetables, those foods will have water in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the kidneys, you wanna avoid diuretics like coffee and tea, because they do um, make you go uh, urinate, so then that'll like take away from the water in your body. Um, and to eat raw foods. Another thing is that uh, emotions play a role in the organs and the kidneys hold fear. Um, and the lungs as well, the lungs hold grief, and with the lungs, um, the method of detoxification is respiration, so um, exercises will help uh, uh, work the lungs. And with breathing exercises like um, Kundalini Yoga will will incorporate a lot of, uh, it's, it's focused primarily on breathing exercises. Uh, with the liver, um, again, you want to drink adequate fluids, eat raw foods, and the liver actually holds in anger. So that's the other um, the other way that the organs are affected by emotions. And you want to avoid alcohol. Now, with skin, um, the method of of elimination is perspiration, and of course, you can do that through exercise because you're sweating. You could also do skin brushing, um, and using the sauna and steam room will get the toxins out of the body because the skin is the largest organ, so you want to get the toxins out every which way you can, including the skin. Uh, the sixth way is the lymphatic system, and that has to do with circulation, and um, through exercise you can you can work the lymphatic system. Um, the lymphatic system is interesting because there's no organ to keep it going, like the heart pumps the blood, so you'll have to do that through movement, Um, and something like a massage and drinking adequate fluids. Um, But with exercise, that's really important. Um, And it seems like that seems to be uh, a big challenge for people to incorporate exercise in their daily life. So, you know, if if a lot of people are at home or in the office, you can have like a, a small mini rebounder and you can do that for 15, 20 minutes a day. And that'll get things going. You could do it while you're on a phone call or watching TV. Um, and the last one is um, through the colon. Now, again, with exercise, water and exercise are are really key. Um, and you want to make sure that you have enough fiber in the diet. Then uh, there's insoluble fiber as well as soluble fiber. Um, fruits will have the soluble fiber, and that will bulk up the stool. Um, the vegetables will have insoluble fiber, and that's a little bit more, I guess, abrasive. Um, it's not really abrasive, but it does more of the scrubbing action to the body to to take out and and get rid of the waste. And again, adequate fluids. Um, a good practice to do is um, have uh, a colonics or or enemas done every now and again, and it's kind of like a water irrigation system for the large <laughs> intestine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like going to the dentist for a cleaning. You know, you should do it. I think it's every six months, mm. and and again, this is very individually based because the cleaner you're eating, the more hydrated you are, the less you're gonna have to detox through this this form. But that's one method um, of of detoxifying through the colon, and you want to keep the intestines like moving. So exercises, um, rolling on your back, and working. Um, the intestines, and it's ideal to eliminate after each meal, like 20 to 30 minutes after each meal. I don't think that's very common, um, but um, you can you can incorporate things like aloe, that'll uh, help with regularity as well as flax. Um, with flax seeds, you want to grind that up uh, because the whole form is 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 indigestible. So you want to. Grind that up beforehand, and you can use chia seeds as well. Be sure to soak that up before you use that. Um, Some people will sprinkle it onto their cereals or yogurt, but you want to soak that in water at least 15 minutes beforehand. Because if you're consuming it just dry, it's going to be soaking in the water that's in your body. Mm -hmm. Um, And prune juice will help. And what you're looking for is is a, a soft consistency. So if if you're going to the restroom and you're eliminating and it's hard and it's, and you're straining, then you're, you're not properly hydrated. You're kind of looking for, and sorry for the comparison again, but kind of like a consistency of peanut butter where it's light in color and it's soft and it's easy to pass
1: well there you go <laughs> we did that. I, it's nice to talk to you though about it because you know we um, now you've you've made it clear for people that are wondering you know what what is normal and so it, it is it's good to, to know what is normal and we appreciate that um, and I think it's fascinating these seven um, seven forms of elimination I've never heard the emotional part of all of this um, yeah I think that's fascinating um, hmm so, we think about that. What are the, the benefits of optimal digestion?
0: Um, it's a, it's a, a full range of um, affecting the mind. So, you're going to have more focus and clarity um, to weight loss, and it's going to affect your mood. Um, you're not going to have mood swings, but you can see it in, in a person's skin. So, you'll have clearer skin.
1: Okay. What else supports uh, digestion and elimination?
0: Um, I recommend detoxing seasonally. um, And you can do that through, like, herbal cleanses as well to cleanse out the organs, like the liver, the kidney, the colon, the blood, um, and also look into metal detoxification. Hmm. Um, Fasting is, I I think, if you do that intermittently. uh, For example, um, if you're just... um, having a longer period in between meals, that'll allow your body to rest because what happens is when when you eat, the blood goes to your stomach to help digest the food. So that's why after a meal you tend to feel tired. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you take the burden off of your body once in a while and have easier to digest foods or just longer a longer period in between meals, that'll help. Um, and, and that kind of eases up like what's going into the body and what's going out? So if you're if you're lessening what's going into the body, you're allowing your body to do other things as opposed to digesting the foods. Um, and um, stress, I think, is really a, a really important factor to think about and minimize because it's it's such a common uh, thing for people to be dealing on a daily basis. And I think we kind of look at it as um, um, just a commonality of everyday life, when I, I don't really think a lot of the stresses that we have are necessary. Um, but uh, you can do little things like uh, with, with water, for example. Um, besides consuming enough water, you want to have it at the right temperature. So. When you go to um, restaurants, it's, it's common practice for them to give you a big glass of ice water. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happens with food when you refrigerate it, like let's say chicken or, or some sort of oil, it's going to solidify. And so you want to promote um, everything to be flowing in your body. So if you're going to be consuming liquids, they should be at room temperature or warm or even hot. So if you notice the Chinese have a bit of tea with their meal and that makes the most sense because if you're having water with your meal, you're diluting your digestive enzymes. So good practice is, if you're going to have water, have it 30 minutes before, um, during, just a bit to wash the food down, but after a meal, wait about an hour and a half before you have water again. With eating, you want to chew well so that um, the food is broken down properly and you're not taxing the gut. It's easier for your body to absorb the nutrients and to prevent Gas and bloating because if you're eating too fast, you're taking in a lot of air too. Um, even if you're um, having juice, which is really healthy a really healthy way to get the nutrients into your body, you want to chew. You want to have that chewing action because that'll stimulate the digestive process to work, even though it's, there's not much to chew, but doing that action helps. Um, and eat slowly because it takes about 20 minutes for your for your brain to signal to your body um, that you're full, so um, you know there's the there's two hormones that come into play. It's leptin and ghrelin. So leptin is going to signal fullness, and ghrelin controls uh, signals that that tell your body that you're hungry. Um, so if you eat slowly enough, uh, you'll reach the point of being satisfied, and you won't be overeating. Um, another good practice is to eat just enough so um, instead of waiting until you're eating and you're full because 10-20 minutes later you're really going to feel full but stop before you feel that, that full mm-hmm. stop before you get to that point point. Um, and the last uh, tip for good eating practices is, is to soak your beans rice and nuts because soaking will uh, release the enzyme inhibitors and it'll make it put it into a more digestible form hmm.
1: Thanks again for your time, Caroline, and we look forward to having you on again. You can get more great tips on the Mother's Market website. Thanks again, Caroline.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Thanks for listening to the Mother's Market radio show and for shopping at Mother's
0: Market. The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.